Are you looking to have a conversation about God, the Bible, and faith unfiltered from regular people just like yourself? Well, look no further. These are two imperfect best friends who love God, and somebody's giving them a microphone. Welcome to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. Welcome to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. My name is BJ. And my name is Justin. And we are uh, part two of our deep dive into sin. Uh, Last time we talked about what a sin is and why uh, the law was put into place. We talked about the law, a little bit of the ramifications of of sin. We're going to deep dive into that more. And so if you haven't listened uh, to part one, Definitely go and check it out. You're not going to be lost if you don't listen to it, uh, but there's just some really good content over in part one. So definitely make sure that you are listening to part one and sharing it with somebody that you know needs to hear it. Yeah, guys, um, the whole point of this podcast is to be able to to reach people for Christ. I mean, that is always the first and foremost thing. And so if you guys know anybody that needs Christ... Um, and is is walking, you know, and they're you know they're they're coming to the end of themselves, you know. Yeah. I encourage you guys to please share, you know, episode two, part one, uh, with that person, so that they're able to um, understand where they're headed here. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's go and deep dive into uh, the different types of sin. I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, so there are millions of different kind of sins right so i mean obviously we're, we're not we can't list every single one but uh starting from a more broad perspective uh sins can be broken down into three different categories sexual spiritual and social and in the last episode or the last part you brought up galatians 5 yeah um 5 9, 19 to 21 part of that reads the acts of the sinful nature are obvious sexual morality impurity debauchery idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. It's yes. a lot, right? Um, so let's let's kind of just break down these sins. Yeah. Uh, let's start with sexual sin. Uh, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, orgies, uh, adultery, these all fall into the realm of sexual sin. And let me let me just blow your guys' minds. Uh, when I read this statistic last night, literally blew my mind. wasn't surprising, but uh, in a August of 2020 study that was done, 50% of Christians uh, say that a couple who's not in a relationship, not married either, it's two single people, 50% of Christians say that it's okay sometimes or always for them to engage in premarital sex. Yeah. It gets even worse when the couple is in, when it, when, when they're in a relationship not married, but they're in a relationship. 57% of Christians say that it's okay for that couple to engage sometimes or always in premarital sex. Yeah, and that's that's something that is very concerning. That the first part of this, we had talked about, you know, the line being where is the line and, and how does that uh, how does that affect things, right? And and how does that line keep getting moved, right? And so it's because that's become the, the the normal in society now. Yeah. You know, it's that's okay, you know, you need to test drive a car before you 
right. you know, buy it, right? So, and so that's become the mentality here. But if you look at God's design for marriage and what he's what he designed for marriage and in a healthy relationship, you quickly find that, you know, fornication is not okay. Yeah. You know, it, it's not easy to avoid that. It's not easy not to engage in in sexual behavior before marriage. It's hard. It's something that is very hard, but is it worth it? The Word of God says it is. That's a staggering. 57%, that means the majority of Christians aren't looking at the Word of God and saying, it says right here in Galatians that fornication is one of the these sins that we should not be taking part in. I personally think sexual sin over the other two categories is, is probably a little more predominant in our society, at least here in the United States. Yeah. Other countries may be different, but I really think this is a this is in some sense it's like a plague almost in our country. Uh, everything is so sexualized, so sexualized. Um, you know, we, we I use the the examples of the TV commercials. Um, the last uh, part of this, and um, that it's, it's on social media. You go on TikTok, and there's these guys and women who are wearing next to nothing, doing these very provocative dances. And and I'm not saying people don't shouldn't have the ability to express themselves creative, creatively, right? There's some if you can dance, then that that's fantastic. I can't. I can break dance. I'll break an arm, break a leg. That's about it, right? That's <laughs> it. That's about it, though. But who's um, dancing? The movement, <laughs> the music moves it, but it moves them ugly, just like me. That's yeah. the same way, guys. So it's I mean, <laughs> it, believe me, I'm not the best dancer either. <laughs> I, he was very awkward dancing at his wedding reception too. He was you could tell he was uncomfortable. Anyways, doesn't matter. Anyways, it's like why are you dancing like that, right? Correct. And posting it on social media. Again, nothing wrong with being creative. You have to be mindful about that. Um, but another thing that's really a very hot button topic in our country, and I know for other countries it is as well, uh, but is the LGBTQ community. Yeah. Because I think it's such an important topic. I want to stop there just for a second. But let me just say this. Everything that I'm about to say is coming from somebody that identified as part of that community for 21 years. Yeah. And you've been there for more, uh, most of my struggle in that. I identified, I walked in that community for many years. Yeah. And I can tell you guys that um, I've watched this man's battle and struggle in this area. And I, I know what his heart is uh, behind it. And so understand that he's coming about this from a place of love. Yeah. And that's... that it's not... A place of condemnation, no. but it is a place of a genuine love uh, for your well-being. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing: you you mentioned in the last episode or the other last part about we live in a society that is all about what makes you feel good. What do you think? You know, and 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 the LGBTQ community is very much built upon that in many ways. It's I'm born this way, so this must be. How you know th- how I'm born? This is this is how I'm born, and that's just how it is. And the truth is, I mean, there, I don't want to deep dive in that. I don't want to deep deep dive in it because that's a whole entire episode in itself. When we're when we're relating it back to the Word of God, right? The Word of God is very specific in this, and I'm not even going to use Leviticus because that's way overused, right? There are many other scriptures in the Bible and the New Testament that talk about that, right? So we're not. I'm not even going to bring Leviticus. But it's in that matter of, well, this makes me feel good. This makes me happy. Yeah. This feels like physically feels good. I can tell you, there was no, there was, for, for me, there was never a time when I could be close to God 
and identify as a gay guy. I couldn't do I was either close to God and denying that or walking as a gay male and denying God. Like I tried to do both for many years. It didn't work because I was always close to one or the other. And so I wasn't in that position where I could go both where I could live in this happy world, this happy medium, and have both. And so this is it's very predominant even into our elementary schools. Like it, it, it's in our elementary schools and middle schools and high schools. And, and I'm not going to go as far as saying there's like an LGBTQ agenda per se. Because I think that maybe that's a little far-fetched. But it's a society that we live in. In that society of this makes me feel good. Yep. And then that rolls into, well, you have to accept me. And not only do I need you to accept me, but I need everybody else to accept me. And what that does, what, that, what, what those trained of thought do especially for those in the LGBTQ community, when people don't accept them, they feel rejected. When they feel rejected, they feel unloved. When they feel unloved, they feel unworthy. Now, not, not, and I'm not saying that you feeling unloved, if that's your position, if you're feeling unworthy or unloved, that, that you're walking in sin because of that. But what I'm talking about is specifically for the LGBTQ community is they're walking in, well, this is who I am, accept me, and not realizing that God has something different for them. That's that's right. You know, it's understanding that, hey, like, you know, you, you had said something that really stood out to me. You said that many of that community believe that they're that way from birth. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, we're all sinful from birth. You know, we all have a inclination to sin, whether it's in that form or another. You know, we we have that sinful nature. So by saying, yeah, I've been that way since birth. Yeah, you're right. You have been sinful since birth. But there's freedom from that sin. Right. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's not just, here's the thing. If you've been walking down the street and you saw somebody of the opposite sex that was really attractive and your mind starts wondering, uh, and you start undressing them in your mind. Yeah. And you start doing impure things to them in your mind without even vocalizing it to anybody. Guess what? Lust. Yeah. That's right, guys. That means that if you've done that, Jesus said you committed adultery. You know, and he said if you've even looked at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery. And women, if you love them at a man lustfully, God goes for you too. That's right. It's two way street. We're just going to cover that right now. Um, a number of years ago, there was a um, this was in the, it was in the news, and this this was this was a, a handful of years ago. But um, there was a, there was a story about a news story about a website um, that got hacked, where thousands of people's information got leaked. The website that got hacked, though, was a website where married people could go to have affairs. So it was like a dating site, but only for married people to have affairs sexual morality is so acceptable in our country nowadays uh, that when this website the news of this website that it got their information got leaked the the outcry was for the information getting leaked not in the fact that there was a website that had 39 million subscribers of people seeking out affairs 39 million people seeking affairs that wasn't the outcry it was the outcry of oh Credit card information has been leaked. Now, that's bad in itself. I'm not saying that. But there was no outcry about a website for affairs. Yeah. And that just tells you where our society at. 
is at as a whole. Yeah. You know, the fact that there's a web there there was a website with 39 million subscribers that is basically a cheating website. It's it's a website to set you up to have an affair on your spouse. The fact that that website even exists tells you the place that we are in our society. Yeah. You know, that that is okay in the eyes of the, our society has, you know, take take God out of the equation. Yeah. Take God out of the equation altogether here. It's always been wrong to cheat on your spouse. Right. But, but then you add in God's word that says that that is completely wrong and that is a sin. Right. But then you get into the whole entire conversation, which I want to get this at some point with you on a future episode of where do our morals come from. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. That, that's a whole that's other conversation. Whole conversation. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's that's kind of sexual sin in a whole, right? And there's a lot of different things. Look, if you're married and you're going out and you have an open relationship, you're it's it's a, it's a sin. Even though that's a lifestyle, there's clubs, that's a sin. If, you, if you're a 13-year-old watching this and – you're looking at pornography or yeah. an 85 year old looking at pornography. Pornography is pornography is I think one of the underrated sins. Yeah. In the sense of it can destroy relationships so fast. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, when we're talking about pornography, uh one of the most recent studies I've seen shows that ninety-five percent of Christian men would have looked at pornography uh, within the last year. 95% of men, Christian men that, that say, That's I scary. am a Christian, have professed that, yes, I've looked at pornography in the last year. Well, that That's crazy. It's not surprising to me because uh, in last year, 2022, the fourth most visited website in North America, Pornhub. Yeah. That was beside outside like Google, the fourth most visited, Pornhub. Yeah. And and we're talking millions and millions and millions of people here, guys. This is and if you're struggling in pornography, understand that you're not alone in that struggle. You know, if if that's you, we want to reach out to you. Just say hey, like if you need support in that area, write us, please. You know, we will we will come alongside you in prayer and accountability in that. Absolutely. Uh, so the next kind of sin is spiritual sin. Oh yeah, uh, things like idolatry, witchcraft; um, those fit into that category of spiritual sin. Those are some of the sin that leads to complete and total destruction of your spiritual well-being. Yes, it will destroy you completely. Right. Um, for you people, uh, I, know, I know there's probably somebody listening um, that goes into the online or to the newspapers and looks up your horoscope for the day uh if you're looking up your zodiac signs those are all things that are witchcraft yeah that 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 is not of god right there's that old say there, there used to be a the carmen he's an old singer he passed away a couple years ago i think but there was a song he had and at one point during that song he said why do you need to look to the sun the, why do you need to look to the sun and the moon when you can look to the maker of the stars that's right he said why do you need to look to the stars for your answers when you can look to the very one? Made it. Yeah, that yeah, you know that's what I'm talking about. I yeah, mean, that's it. so powerful. I mean, why why look to the stars when you can look to the one who made those stars? Yeah. that that's such a powerful statement. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, witchcraft is still practiced, like very actively being practiced. 
Um, uh, probably Colts. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Uh, for maybe five years ago, uh, we actually had a um, a lady that came. I knew her before she started to come to our church, um, and um, come to find out that she was actually she classified herself a witch, yep. and um, come to find out she had been um, doing a whole bunch of like curses and stuff against our church. And after about six weeks, um, they were they weren't able to have any effect because um, our pastors and our um, elders were able to very quickly realize their discernment was on was on point. Uh, that she ended up leaving the church because she wasn't having any victory. But it's real, yeah. You know, and uh, idolatry, social media influencers, celebrities, yeah, sometimes even politicians, yes. get put on this pedestal for a lot of people. Yeah, guys, um, when when the Bible talks about idolatry here, it's talking about anything that you idolize. It's talking about anything that you look up to and say, oh, my gosh, I want to be like that. I, I, I'm going to – I put you up on this pedestal, and I hold you up, and I look up to you almost more than God. Well, And not even people. It can be things. Yeah. You know, if you're putting more attention – into something or more focus on something outside of God, that becomes an idol. Yeah. You know, for example, you're giving 80% of your time to work, 10% to your family, 5% to fun activities, and 5% to God. Where's your idol? It's work. It's not God. Yep. You know? And so, um, and yeah, it, it definitely... Uh, we definitely do have this thing in our country today where we put social media influencers, celebrities, uh, people up on these pedestals and we're worshiping them, doing whatever. You know, Kanye West, perfect example. You know, at one point he wanted to be called Jesus yeah. and all this stuff, you know. Um, and that's dangerous because you start following their ways, right? Whoever you idolize or whatever you idolize that starts to become who you are. That's right. And so if you're following a person, their actions, their thoughts become your actions and your thoughts. That's right. It, you know, what you what you approve of, it reflects upon you. You know, so if you're the type of music you listen to, type of movies you watch, the type of follow the who you follow, that says who you are. Yeah. You know, that's what's that's what's in your heart. Yeah, and, and you and it, and it that can even roll over to your finances. For example, um, let's say you go to church every Sunday, and you're maybe even serving in church, but your tithing isn't necessarily on point, right? And tithing, I love talking about tithing. Maybe at some point we'll talk about it, but um, but your tithing, maybe you tithe every once in a while. It's not regular. It's not even necessarily the the, the require you know the the ten percent whatever the case is. However, you're regularly spending five hundred dollars on concert tickets. So you're giving money to Taylor Swift to whoever is big right now. I don't know about that. Besides Taylor Swift, because uh, I listen to a lot of Christian music. Um, and their tickets aren't $500 most of the time. But if I'm willing to pay $500 for Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift concert, but I'm only tithing 3%, my idol, I'm idolizing yeah. Taylor Swift. And there's nothing wrong with liking celebrities. Like There's nothing wrong with that. But when you get into the idolizing phase, that's scary. Yeah, and that, that's a sin. That you know, the Bible talks about. You know, you, sh- you know, one of the Ten Commandments: you shall not have any idols. Yeah, 
Absolutely. I mean, and you can look at the Old Testament. You know, they had statues and uh, the worship the moon and the stars and, and all this stuff. And we, we I was talking about the, the story of the fiery furnace earlier, you know, earlier today. And, uh, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar built the gold statue. And yeah. you gotta, when you hear the trumpets and the flutes, you got to bow down. And Shadrach, Meshach, and Benjamin were like, heck no, we ain't going to do that. And they got saved and stuff like that. But uh, so there's a long storied history of idols. That's right. It's a, it's a, it is a sin that is, once again, it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation in our blood. And that is ultimately where the sin comes from. It comes from our blood and yeah. our, our life source. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then the, the, the third category of sin is social sin. Oh, yeah. Uh, social sins, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy. Those are the kind of sins that are going to be under the umbrella of uh, social sin. I think these are probably some of the easier sins to fall into. Oh, absolutely. Like jealousy, envy, um, dissensions. You know, those are very easy, I think, even for Christians yeah. uh, to fall into. Matter of fact, last yesterday, our, our senior pastor sent out to our leadership team a, uh, a podcast uh, from a church in Texas, um, and they were doing it, and they're talking about uh, this thing called triangulation, which basically, if I have a problem with you, I go to somebody else. That's right. And I had to really do like this deep dive myself after listening to that podcast. Like, have I ever done that? Like, you know. And the truth is, yes, I have done that. A whole list of reasons why people participate in that. But so I, I think even for Christians, I think it's easy to fall into social sin. You talked about, you know bursts of great anger we all have anger and it's not the anger itself that's the sin it's how you respond to the anger you know because anger is that anger is a, an emotion anger is something that we all feel but it's how we respond to that anger you know that it's the outburst of sin that is the sin god specifically said outbursts of sin of anger is what the sin is. It's not the the emotion of anger. You you know you can feel anger, but it's how you respond to that anger that is whether you sin or not. Ephesians four twenty six. Uh, when angry, do not sin. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's okay to be angry. Yeah. You know that, that like you said that that's an emotion. That's something that you feel. And the problem, the social sin. I think the social sin builds though. And what I mean by that is. If you have one, if you have jealousy, if I'm jealous of somebody, if I don't deal with that sin of jealousy, that jealousy becomes bitterness, becomes anger, that's out of sin, becomes hatred. That's right. So now my one sin has now become a whole entire family of sin. Yes. And so that's what I talk about when the social sin, when it can build, I think social sin has the ability to easily build on top of each other. Selfish ambition. You know, why are you doing what you're doing? Now, let, let me say this. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. There's nothing wrong with having a good amount of money in your checking account. There's nothing wrong with having a, a 401k. And have, there's nothing wrong with having those things. But what are you having to do to get there? Yeah. Or what is your motivation, your goal in obtaining the $100,000 a year job? That's right. You know, are you wanting it just so you can buy more stuff? Because the Bible says don't store up, your, don't store up anything here on earth. That's it's right. all temporary. So you, your treasure's in heaven. So there's nothing wrong with having nice things. But see, your selfish ambition can get in the way. You know, God has one plan for you, but you're over here on this path. Just so you're just walking and, and you're living your life, 
focused on yourself, right. focused on your own desires, your own will. But God's over here like, okay, well, I'm just going to wait for him to come back to me. That's right. And he will. You know, he will, he will wait. He will let you fall on your face so that you can learn a lesson. You know, God loves you enough, just like a father, to stand back and go, okay, let's, let's let you learn this lesson. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because the fact of the matter is, is, you know, I don't know if any of you listeners are parents, but how many times have you as a parent stood back and said, all right, I'm going to let you learn this lesson. God is just like that. He is our father. And so he will take a step back and go, okay, all right, but it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful, but I'm going to let you learn this lesson. Yeah, absolutely. Um, editing, you know, is 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 one that as we can very easily get into. Uh, you know, when you see your neighbor cool, pull into the driveway and they got a brand new truck, if your thoughts become initially become, well, I'm more blessed than they are. I'm more deserving than they are. Instead of wow, Jones got a new truck. Good, good for them. That's envy, right? There's nothing wrong with saying, "Oh man, that oh, I wish I could have a truck like that someday." Nothing wrong with that. But when you're saying, "Oh, well, they don't deserve that. I deserve that. Why do they have that before I do? You know, why did that opportunity open for them before me?" And I'm not. I've had envy before, in particular when other people got certain positions that I didn't. I, I think envy is envy is so 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 easy. Yeah. You know, so you have to switch that mindset to be happy for people, right? Doesn't mean you don't want what they have. There's nothing wrong with wanting what somebody else has, but if you're not happy for them, and you have the attitude of "Well, I deserve that more than they do," then that's then that's when that's when you've rolled over into jealousy, yeah, or a jealousy and envy. Yeah, that's right. You know, so you know, as we've gone over these, and I know you guys are sitting here listening, going, "All right, yeah, like." All right, yeah, I'm guilty of this stuff. Like, well, we got good news for you. You know, there's a way there's a way to be free of this. There's a way to have freedom from sin. You know, and that's what we're going to talk about now. Where do we come where do how do we gain freedom from all of this sin that we're talking about? Before we do that though, cuz I think that's how we should end. But I think we need to talk about the lifestyle and the act of sin. Oh, yes. Because I think that's important for people to know as they walk in freedom. Yes. So one of the things that we need, we definitely need to talk about here is, all right, so, hey, like, I'm a Christian, right? You know, and just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean that I don't sin. Right. You know, I'm going to sin. I'm still human. But... Now, am I daily allowing that sin to control my life? Yes. Am I walking in that sin? Am I choosing, hey, you know what? I'm going to turn my back on the Lord and say, you know what? God, I know that you say this is not okay, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. And that is different than, you know what? I messed up. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Help me move ahead with freedom of this sin. It's a heart. It's a heart thing. Yeah. And God sees it in our hearts, and he knows where we stand with him. Right. So I just want to talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, it says that, obviously, in Romans 6.23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ our Lord. 
Um, it says in Isaiah 64, 6, all of us have become like one who is unclean and all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. And, you know, it talks about um, in Hebrews 9.22, and according to law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So, all right. So what we look at here is, all right, we know what sin is. We know what the what the wages of sin is, is death, right? Yep. Now, the freedom of that sin and the purification of sin comes through the shedding of blood. That's why God told the children of Israel, right, in order to... To not not to eliminate sin, but to cover sin, they had to slaughter a a lamb or a or an ox or um, you know to cover the the sin, right? And that was in the law. So they had to shed blood. There had to be a shedding of blood, pure innocent blood, to cover the the sin, not to eliminate it, because. There was only one way to eliminate sin, but to cover sin, you had to have that shedding of blood. Right. So once we come to that point and we realize, okay, you know, we realize what in order to purify sin and what the purification of sin is. Now, now years later, you know, God sends his son. In Isaiah 53, it says... Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, and he and as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who will declare his generation? All right, so what we see is, is that God sent his son to die for us. Yes. And BJ, tell me a little bit. You know, what made Jesus' death so important compared to, say, like, if I was going to die? Jesus' death was vital, not even important, but vital for humanity. Yeah. Because that we are able to walk in that forgiveness of our sins. Right. But but look, what made Jesus so special compared to anybody Jesus else? was perfect. That's right. Jesus never committed a sin at all. That's right. So just so we're clear, guys, Jesus came to this earth and he walked a perfect life because he walked a perfect life. And he was so when Jesus was conceived, he was conceived just he was conceived without man. Yeah, he wasn't. He was of man, but he wasn't man per se. He didn't come from the bro. He didn't come from the, the line of sin. Yes, exactly. So. And because of that, he walked a perfect life. Because of his innocence, right, he was able to die on the cross for our sin. Yeah, and I think that, that that's such an important key um, that uh, a, a lot of people maybe don't focus in on, but it's the fact that Jesus was born 
Yes. Perfect. That's right. You know, it, it was an immaculate conception, which means there was no physical genetic tie to man. Right? I mean, yes, he was born in a woman, in Mary, but he was born perfect. That's right. We are born into sin. And if Jesus, think about this, guys. If Jesus had not been born perfect, he would not, even though he was God's son, if he had not been born perfect, he would not have been able to die on the cross. That's right. You know, and so the fact that he was born perfect, automatically he set apart from everybody else. No matter what happened the rest of his life, he's born perfect. He was not, like you said, born into that sin line. That's right. And because because he was perfect, he took our sin upon himself. Yeah. He went to that cross and took our sin because he loved us. Because that goes back to the for that the last episode when we were talking about God's wrath, right? Well, God also showed his love because he knew that he was going to send his son yeah. to die for our sins, to cover that, our iniquity. And so when Jesus came, he became the perfect standard of perfection. Yep. And he because he was perfect, and he was led to that cross, and he died sinless. He took all of our sin upon himself because he loves you, listener. He loves you just the way you are. And because of that, you have freedom from sin. If you can accept him into your heart, into your life, and give him lordship over your life, you will gain freedom. Uh, later on, Peter tells us in Acts 10, 34-43, he says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word of God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea, and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went out doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. And we are witnesses of all these things which he both did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree. Him God raised on the third day showed him openly, not to all people, but to witnesses chosen by God, even to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that is he who was ordained by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all prophets witness this. Through him, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Not only did Jesus go to his death sinless, but he rose from the dead. He defeated death, right? After three days, correct? Yep. He conquered death. That's why, so the wages of sin is death, right? But by Jesus' blameless death, he do, he was able to defeat death, right? That's why we have freedom from sin. We have freedom from death. We If we can, if we choose to walk in freedom with, with Jesus, we have freedom over that. We have freedom over sin. Uh, you know, we've been talking um, about the types of sin. Yeah. And we've been talking about what sin is and, and, and what sin can do to our lives. I mean, sin can separate you from God. Sin can destroy relationships. Sin can cause you to miss out on the blessing that God has 
for you. That's right. And this is coming from somebody who missed out on a bunch of blessings. And so if anything that you take from this episode, from this part to know this, you're a sinner. I'm a sinner. Justin's a sinner. That's right. But we don't walk in sin. But there's hope. You don't have to live in condemnation. You don't have to live in the guilt and the shame of, oh my God, oh woe is me. Because Jesus died on the cross so that you could have eternal life. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. It doesn't say for God so loved somebody. God so loved this group of people, that group of people. It said for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. So I don't care what your life circumstances are right now. I don't care what your walk is. God says he loves you and he gave him his son for you. That's right. And, you know, it's so important to recognize that first and foremost. Because everything we're talking about means nothing without understanding what sin is and how we gain freedom from that sin. And then, you know, once we once we come into alignment with God and we're 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 walking with God, God is faithful and just. He is faithful and just to help help purify us. And first Peter two, four through ten it tells us, coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore, it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore, to you who believe, he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone, and a stumbling stone and a rock of offense. They stumble being disobedient to the word, to which they were also appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, and that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now are the people of God, who are, had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Mm, that's so good. Guys. You, not only do you gain freedom from sin, you become God's chosen holy priesthood, a holy nation, a light in the darkness. How can you not choose to walk with the Lord? How can you not choose the freedom that comes with Jesus? And here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what thoughts you've had. God knitted you in the womb. God knew the plans before you were even thought of. God loves you. Like, we can't say that enough. There's a royal priesthood available for you. You are royalty in the kingdom. That's right. You know, it's, if you don't know the Lord, I encourage you today, you know, just where you're at, you know, just to take a moment and say, Lord, I need you. Actually, let's go ahead and say the sinner's prayer. Let's let's just go and this is a prayer that I've used. Yeah. yeah so I'm just going to have you guys, uh, Justin, open it up. And just, if you feel led just to receive Christ today, whenever you're listening to this, just repeat these words. It says, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. 
I believe Jesus Christ is your son. I believe that he died for my sins and every time I've messed up and that you raised him to life. I want to trust him as my savior and follow him as Lord. From this day forward, guide my life and help me to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. If you say that prayer, guys, know that the angels are rejoicing. That's right. We are rejoicing with you. If you said that prayer and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please let us know. We we want to celebrate with you. That's right. Uh, and if you need, like Justin said, if you need prayer for something else, let us know. We would love to pray pray for you coming to alignment. And uh, sin is a heavy topic. Yeah, it really is. When we start talking about, you know, we started talking back at uh, about the crimson. The colors, they're dark, you know. Uh, and I, there's a second part of that verse that I did read that I wanted to just kind of just as, as we close out here. We go back to verse 18. It says, Come now, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are as red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Verse 19. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best from the land. Yeah, that's good. God wants the best for you. Yep. Like, bottom line, he wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants to give you the best. Yeah, guys, and um, real quick, uh, before we close, there is one other thing we want to touch on, and that's if you're, if you are a believer and you're walking with the Lord, you know, it's very important that you remember that this is a daily thing. Okay, guys. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Guys, it doesn't matter what society says. What does God's word say? Renew your mind on a daily basis. Do not be conformed to what this world says. Transform your mind daily through prayer, through the Word of God. You know, because guys, if you're if you're a Christian now and you know the truth, and you're daily walking in sin, that's a dangerous place to be. Okay, guys, Hebrews 10, 26-30 says, For if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation which devour the adversaries. Anyone who has rejected Moses' law dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Of how much worse punishment do you suppose we will be thought worthy who has trampled upon the Son of God underfoot, counted the blood of the covenant by which he has sacrificed the common thing, and insulted the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Just like God's love and grace is there, you need to understand that there's another side to God. He is. It's hard for us to wrap our mind around God because we're just people. But just like his love and grace and his mercy are there reaching out for us. We don't want to trample trample 
that grace under our feet and say, you know what, I don't care. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like Justin said, if, if you're a believer, if you have a walk with God, um, forgiveness and repentance is a daily thing. That's right. Daily thing because we are not perfect. You know, you may have a day where you were really good. You're like, you know what? I didn't really sin that much today or I don't think I sinned at all. Still go before the Lord because it, it is a constant, constant battle. Not as I'll say battle, but it's just a constant thing that we have to do as Christians yeah. is just continually ask for forgiveness and walk in forgiveness. That's right. So, wow, that was good. Yeah. And I know, guys, that was a lot to take in, a lot to digest. There's a lot of information between part one and part two. We could probably keep talking about this subject. There's a lot to cover, guys. Because of time constraints and everything else, there's no way we could possibly just cover it all. Um, but we wanted to we wanted to go over this because it is critical um, to understanding our faith. We can't serve the Lord effectively if we're not walking in freedom. Yeah, there. Yeah, physical freedom, mental freedom, spiritual freedom, emotional freedom. Uh, you have to. There's a lot of freedom. That's right. And uh, our prayer is that you have gotten something from this uh, these two episodes uh, these two parts and that you are if you're not walking in freedom at least you maybe you're seeing the freedom that's right. you see the freedom that's to come and uh, yeah there, there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus that's right so that's just there's, there's so much comfort in that verse yeah uh guys thank you for tuning in and we appreciate y'all very much we do and we've got a lot of stuff coming up and uh social media uh, we're going to be engaging you guys more on social media. And email, of course, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com is our uh, email address. You can email us, and we will get back with you guys. Questions, concerns, comments, prayer requests, victories. We want to know. We, we, we want to celebrate those victories with you guys as well. And, uh, yeah, it is, it is good. God is good. That's right, all the time. All the time, God is good. All right, guys. Well, until next time. We're going to wrap it up here, uh, but thanks for listening. We love you guys. Until next time, my name is BJ. And I'm Justin. And we are the Totally Faith Guys. You've been listening to the Totally Faith Guys podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest happenings, exclusive content, and so much more, make sure and follow us on Instagram at Totally Faith Guys Podcast. And on Facebook, find us under Totally Faith Guys. If you have a prayer request, show suggestion, or anything else you would like for us to know, feel free to connect with us via email, totallyfaithguys at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to us on major podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music with more to come in the future. And as always, from our family to yours, have a blessed and favored week.